You may have not heard of pickleball, but it's the fastest growing sport in the US. Everyone is playing it. A burgeoning professional pickleball league has attracted owners like Gary Vaynerchuk and NBA superstar Kevin Durant. It wasn't that long ago that pickleball was a sport mostly played by senior citizens. Created in 1965, pickleball requires good hand-eye coordination, but not necessarily on-court speed, although I guess my guess will argue against that. Perfect for people who wanted to stay active and be social. And things began to change in 2019 when USA Pickleball hired Laura Gaynor, a marketing consultant. A lot has happened over the past four years, so I'm excited to have Laura on Marketing Spark to talk about her work in transforming Pickleball and Pickleball USA. Welcome to Marketing Spark. Hi, Mark. Thanks all for having me. It's great to have you here, and I've been including the Pickleball example in my positioning workshop. It's awesome to be able to have the source of the story on my podcast. For the uninitiated, what is the definition of Pickleball? How is it different from racquetball or tennis? And I guess the $64,000 question is, why is it become America's fastest growing sport? Yeah, I mean, just like you said, I mean, it's fun, social, and definitely sparks a lot of conversations, assuming when you hear the word pickleball, because it's really for everybody, all generations, all ages, skill levels. So we can usually just find a court nearby in your community while you're traveling, bring your paddle, and you can usually learn the rules pretty quickly I say use like I'm 20 minutes. Um, I myself learned right after I got introduced to USA Pickleball as my first client. And we took a few friends out that night and went out and played. Uh, just four of us. And yeah, we left that night really loving the game. Fun, social. It's very similar to badminton tennis. Um, the court size is one fourth the size of a tennis court. So you can also pop up a pickleball court anywhere. A lot of people are putting them in their driveways and really can go to usapickleball.org, learn the rules, very simple, and uh, play very quickly with your whole family, all ages. Well, talk about your background and when you started your Vosper Gainer Pickleball Marketing Agency. I'm fascinated by the journey because for years, pickleball was so low profile. It was essentially a niche sport, perhaps played by people in Florida and retirement communities. It wasn't on the radar at all. Talk through that journey from having your own agency to your connection with Pickleball. So I've always worked in marketing for the last 15 plus years. I've done various marketing roles. I used to run a nonprofit advertising agency. I ran the Milwaukee Advertising Club, which is really involved with planning social events, community, uh, which tied in perfectly with my sports marketing background as well once I got introduced to USA Pickleball. So as I said, I was working for a nonprofit ad agency out of Milwaukee, and I was doing some incredible work, but then we moved to Chicago <laughs> in the midst of that as well. So I was kind of going back and forth between Milwaukee and Chicago, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I can launch my own marketing agency, grab a couple of clients, and well, that first client I got introduced to actually through my husband uh, was USA Pickleball. George Barnfine had just gotten hired by USA Pickleball to lead their marketing efforts, and they were really wanting to bring somebody in to help with their rebrand when they moved from USAPA to USA Pickleball. Um, so as I mentioned, I utilized my Milwaukee advertising connections and actually brought in one of my ad agency partners and they, uh, which we'll talk through, they really helped the USA Pickleball rebrand with a new logo website. And obviously we can touch on like all the research and everything that went into it. But overall, once I got introduced to Pickleball, I went and learned how to play so I could talk about it on social media and help on their marketing. And for me, it's really tied together my career perfectly the last 15 years from sports, fun, social, bringing a community together. So I definitely uh, <laughs> feel very fortunate to get to work in Pickleball because I live and work in it every single day. 
What was your initial impression of USA Pickleball, the brand, the sport itself? Did you see it as an exciting marketing positioning opportunity? Were you a little daunted by the <laughs> amount of work that probably had to be done to refresh the brand? What were your initial impressions of Pickleball and the brand itself? And overall, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I definitely, when they brought me in, it was USAPA, USAPA.org. Their website and their brand was kind of just outdated. And really, I mean, the sport, as we know, was just fun, social, so the brand should represent that. So I had connected with Belter Lincoln, an ad agency in Milwaukee, and we had gone out there and done focus groups. It really listened to the players, too, and that's important with the sport. And with USAPA being a governing body, they wanted to make sure that whenever they made the branding, the look and feel that they got input from their ambassadors all around the country certified, you know, coaches and really the recreational players. And we did a lot of focus groups finding out like, what are those keywords? How do you explain pickleball to make sure that was expressed um, with the new USA pickleball website brand promotional materials and their logo as well. But as a marketer, you're looking at a brand that has is very, very niche, very, very low profile. What were their motivations? What were they looking for someone like you to do? And how did you start the the journey with them? What were some of the steps that you had to go through to make sure that you understood the sport, you understood the target audiences, and you understood where they wanted to take the brand? Because one of the big challenges for marketers is asking a brand, what does success look like? At the end of the day, if I do my job properly, what does that look like? How did you get a sense of the engagement and how much how much they wanted you to do and how much latitude you had to reinvent the brand? So we did mention those focus groups where we made the new website, logo, we're listening to the community. What are those key words? What is our target audience? So really that persona of <laughs> Pickleball has shifted so much even in the last three years since we did that first initial report because the first persona was, you know, a um, probably in their 50s, 60s persona just kind of loves to play, as you said, like in the retirement community. So now when I got brought on, it's like, hey, we need to show how fun and social this sport is, like right through that stigma that it's a senior citizen sport, that it's not young to be athletic. And I mean, all age and skill levels can play the sport, but really just showcasing how fun and social it is. So at the time, early 2019, that was pre-pandemic when they were still hosting Mostly it was all kind of tournaments all across the country. APP tour was leading the way with the pro tour. Um, people don't really know who the pros are yet, but really just introducing that recreational social side of the sport, which is why USA Pickleball, their main mission as the governing body is to get more and more people playing the sport. What equipment do you need? What are the rules? Um, and then, of course, they want to get the competitive side and the tournament side. But um, And then, of course... Breaking into the pandemic, uh, once the pandemic hit in March, I was going out and playing every Friday night in our social community and just really diving into the sports. It's important when you're marketing for someone that you're understanding the sport yourself, you're feeling experiencing it every day. So that really helped to kind of get out and play. And that's like when that voice kind of came out through their marketing and kind of helping guide them. Like, hey, this is fun and social. We need to get people playing in their driveways, playing as a social activity having a date night going to play uh, pickleball on a friday night instead of you know out eating and drinking but um but yeah so when we transitioned once the pandemic hit it actually helped um the sport exponentially grow because people were looking for ways to safely stay social they're putting pickleball courts in their driveway which we'll kind of talk through as well and then once the media kind of picked up on pickleball that's that year i guess it was from 2020 to 2021 it really exponentially boomed when i was helping with their media efforts and getting a lot of media and news outlets talking about the sport. But what was the initial mandate? Because obviously 
they wanted to grow the sport, but what were they looking for out of the out of the gate? Did they want a better website? Did they want better marketing? Uh, I mean, the sport has exploded, and obviously the profile has exploded. But I can imagine that they were trying to take baby steps before they, and maybe they didn't even anticipate that the sport would explode like it has. What was their initial? If you do your job right, this is going to happen. Yes, I mean, they were starting to really grow their team. I mean, previously, USA Pickleball, they didn't have a CEO until two years ago when Stu Upson came in as the first CEO. Everything else, it was all board-run. USA Pickleball is a nonprofit. So things were just getting kind of outdated. They didn't really have um, a full marketing team. This is the first time they had a marketing team as well. So it's kind of starting fresh and new as far as putting the sport out there into the public, getting a new website, getting people interested in uh, how to play, what are the rules. So with that website, Delta Lincoln, they were tasked with kind of really re- reinventing because they just had kind of a basic website at the time. So looking at like, okay, what do we want to put on that website? We need to make sure because the highest search term is what is pickleball? <laughs> That's the most reason why people were going to pickleball.org. So making sure on the website, we had um, instructional videos, how to play, what are the rules? What is all that content that we're sharing? Doing photo shoots to make sure that we're representing all age and demographic of the sport and then um, helping people find out information about the tournaments. Um, so if you as a pickleball, they're the governing body. When you sanction tournaments, you can play in tournaments all across the country. So telling them what are those benefits of becoming a member? Why should you become a member of USA Pickleball? Here's tournaments where you can play all around the country. And then, uh, of course, with their being partner connections as they were bringing in all these brands and sponsors that really wanted to jump in and be a part of the sport. There are probably two paths you could have taken once you got the brand refreshed, one would have been to expand the existing footprint to cement its status as the game played by senior citizens. And there's, given the demographics, given the overall demographic trends, there's a huge audience of, of baby boomers who are still looking to be active. Mm-hmm. A lot of them racquetball players and squash and tennis. And you could have easily gone to town simply expanding this, the footprint among that demographic. But it looks as though you had two forks here, two paths that that you wanted to take. And I don't even know if it was the original mandate. One was to expand the existing footprint, make it even more popular and mm-hmm. make it sexier. Mm-hmm. And the other one was to attract a younger audience. I, mean, I look at uh, USA Pickleball's magazine and there's young, attractive people playing the sport now. And from what I understand is that you've got red hot tennis players who are migrating to play pickleball. Was that the original mandate? Is that we really want to expand the the footprint from from the young demographic to the existing demographic, or that just happened along the way? I think it's been happening. I mean, initially, it was, it was kind of funny when I started working in pickleball, people were kind of laughing, like, oh, my grandpa plays, you know, like, oh, I, you know, that's just something funny. Like, if they didn't really take it seriously, but now, of course, fast forward a little over three years, and now people are reaching out to me constantly, like, hey, how do I play? What do I get started? Where do I play? And now, as being the fastest growing sport, there's only 9 million players across the country, and the majority of those are the casual recreational players um as you said i mean the age is skewed younger where i think the average age is in their 30s 40s now whereas before it was you know, 50s 60s but now more and more people as we kind of talked about they're wanting to know where can they play and i partnered with um, the pickle play app with my brands where when you're traveling you can actually pull up the pickle play app and look and say hey here, here's the courts in the community near you where you're traveling or here's resorts as to where you can kind of play or play travel destinations and the baby boomers are that huge audience and now they they want to travel up they have disposable income and they want to find out where are the most unique places that we can play 
um, started there going to this destination route, which is why I will talk on is why I started the Pickleball on the Sun brand as a passion project, because not only is it for a sport for tournaments and casual rec players, but this destination travel and more and more resorts are adding pickleball courts to um, get people to choose them for the next destination. As an ex-journalist, I understand I can appreciate how difficult and challenging it can be to get media coverage. But yeah. it's like the one thing that really fascinates me about pickleball is it's everywhere. Good Morning America, the Today Show, the New York Times, CNBC. It's like the media can't give it enough coverage. There's so many angles that they're excited about. Can you walk me through those initial days when you've refreshed the website, the logo, you've really got a sense of your target audiences and how you want to talk to them. What was your initial strategic plan when it went to, okay, now that we've got the base in place, we want to get some earned media. We want to get the story out. Did you hire a PR agency? Did you simply reach out to reporters that you thought would be interested in the story? And what was the angle that you were pitching initially to position it as the legitimate news story? Yeah, so, um, you know, Bosper Gainer was, um, he used to pick up all as a client of Bosper Gainer. So I was actually doing all of the above <laughs> that you just mentioned. So I came in and I really grabbed him in my past. I've always just been eager to like take on as many tasks as I want, kind of volunteer, get opportunities and have a lot of fun with them. And as I grew, kind of my credibility within USA Pickleball, with them being the national governing body, we had this huge opportunity where media, they were reaching out to us. I didn't have to do barely any outreach. They were kind of like, and with that refresh with the website, it helped to make it clear, like, hey, here's how you contact USA Pickleball. Here's, you know, the media information as far as the number of players. Here's all that information was quick access for the media representatives. And then they would reach out to us. I didn't have to do <laughs> much outreach. So the Morning America had reached out. And then kind of with my creative background, I wanted to make sure that those stories were shared in a fun and energetic way. So instead of just talking about it being the best spray sport, like, hey, let's showcase these kids playing. Let's go showcase like how much fun you can have at a resort. Um, yeah, so as you said, Good Morning America did a story. They reached out. We brought them to our local courts here in Nocatee. And we actually had um, people of all ages coming out to play in our course, talk about why they love the sport, why it's so much fun. And Good Morning America had a good time with that up in New York as well, doing a live feed. And then NBC Nightly News had reached out. They wanted to showcase for kids, like why kids are enjoying the sport from their own voice. But yeah, so from the media's perspective, they all wanted that keyword on their website because they knew it was driving traffic. Um, people were writing in into like the scripts of their shows because they knew that the students people would share kind of a screenshot or a video clip from a show that they were talking about pinkball. It would get their community excited. So really what social media has really boosted um, websites, people wanted that pickleball keyword because I knew it would get people excited to share a link to their website. And but yes, overall, I mean, it was just a huge media boom um, our last two years talking about the fastest growing sport. And now into this year, there were, the media is really wanting to talk about travel destinations, all the celebrities, obviously, that are investing into Major League Pickleball. It is helping us really tremendously grow the sport. How LeBron James, like as soon as he hit the media that he bought a Major League Pickleball team, like people, they started really paying attention. And these are icons that people idol and they want to be doing the same. And you kind of feel close to them in a community sense as well. I'm like, oh, I can go somewhere and play pickleball with LeBron James or Drew Brees. You see him out playing pickleball um, with so many people. So it's just it's just amazing how really the community, the sports for everybody. So you do feel kind of close connections to these celebrities as they help to grow the sport. Yeah. Speaking of celebrities in the B2B marketing world, Gary Vaynerchuk is yep. this marketing guru. And for years, Vaynerchuk dreamed of buying the New York Jets of the National Football League. <laughs> that was his dream. He would show up at, at events where he was speaking wearing a New York Jets jersey. And I think the price tag for the Washington Commanders, which is now on sale, is about $5 billion. So I think 
the New York Jets may have got out of Gary Vaynerchuk's price range, but the consolation prize, or maybe it's not a consolation prize, maybe it's the real prize is that he bought a, a major league pickleball franchise, which mm-hmm. I guess talks to the fact that this is a red hot property. People want to be involved. Are you surprised by the number of athletes that are jumping on the bandwagon? Yeah, and it really is that, like you said, the sport started in 1965, but right now it's at its infancy of growth. People are wanting in at the beginning where it's not as expensive enough to own a major league pickleball team. So yeah, Gary V was incredibly excited to get in by a pickleball team. I'm uh, Major League Pickleball is actually going to be here in the area in Daytona, just a little over an hour from my house next weekend when they're at Pictona, March 25th weekend. And it's just incredibly exciting to see that team aspect, to have all these celebrities rallying behind these teams. And people, I think, at this beginning stage aren't sure kind of where it's going to go with as far as their investment opportunity, but they're all jumping in. They're helping to kind of shape like what these teams look like for each event. And then more and more brands, of course, are wanting to come in to be a part of it. Right now, everyone's trying to figure out like, hey, how can I make money on the sport? How can we make money off of pickleball? So there's different leagues starting all over the place. And <laughs> so it just got confusing that uh, some people at, started reaching out to me because I knew on LinkedIn that I've been this credible marketing, pickleball marketing expert. So once they start seeing Gary V, LeBron investing in Major League Pickleball, they're reaching out to me like, hey, what does this mean? How should our brands get involved? So again, it's still at the infancy of growth where we're all going to kind of see like where all those opportunities, is it events, sponsoring events? Is it this general tourism where you're creating your own events at these unique destinations. Um, yeah, right now it's kind of wide open as to where the sport can go. And I'm honored to kind of be one of those resources that got in at the very beginning, working directly with USA Pickleball, building my credibility, and then now being able to utilize my expertise and knowledge to help other brands get in the game. During COVID, one of the most interesting things was the emergence of niche activities in sports. I think of Spikeball, for example, which I didn't even know where it came from, but all of a sudden young people were planted in parks. And I can imagine somewhere, someplace, someone has started a spike ball league and, and championship. And what would be your advice uh, to marketers who are looking to build a brand, a niche sport or activity into a bigger brand? Any any words of advice to these people? Yeah. So Chris Ruder, he's the founder of Spike Ball. He's another great case study um, as far as being a fun social sport. And as you said, he did a great job. There's actually a pro Spike Ball. For the <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> actually there's a pro Spike Ball player that now has left Spike Ball and it's called RoundNet. Um, Spike Ball is the brand. But um, Preston Bice has come from being, I did a video on him where we did pro versus pro where Ben Johns taught Preston how to play pickleball. And then Preston taught Ben Johns how to play spike ball, but they're all both fun social sports where you bring spike ball out to the beach, pickleball, you can pop it up in a driveway. Right when the pandemic hit, USA Pickleball sold out of their portable pickleball nets because everyone was playing up in the driveway and they wanted just to have any reason to get outside. And now this has kind of shifted into this, like now people love the sport because you can bring a paddle, go to the courts, socialize. We met most of our friends here and the community that we moved to because of pickleball because you just know when you're going as one single person up to the courts you can rotate and play it's fun social um so that's kind of why this sport has boomed so much because it's just you're building your community and people now really thrive and love being social since we were shut down for so long so as you've built or as you've helped to build pickleball into this high profile sport the fastest growing sport in north america what brands have you had the opportunity to work with as pickleball has attracted more attention Yes, there's been so many partners that came in directly with USA Pickleball, I and mean, it was hard to keep up with all the brands that were wanting <laughs> they're reaching out. So brands like Franklin, OS First Socks, Selkirk, these are all paddle. Um, Selkirk's is a pickleball-specific brand. 
Franklin, obviously being a well-known in the sports industry, now getting into pickleball, and there's new apparel brands coming out. I mean, really, it's just endless of these non-endemic brands, too, that are coming into the sport. But Anheuser-Busch bought a uh, major league pickleball team, and we're going to continue to see more and more brands come in, um, especially with all these updates with major league pickleball on there overall events and then where i expert my expertise lies is again since i've kind of been in the middle of understanding all the different pro entities why the sports grown so fast um, my former colleagues at other ad agencies are reaching out to me to help them because you now their clients are all coming to them and saying hey like we want to do this event um what should we do where should we start what pro athlete should we get involved in what celebrities you know should we get um to be in our events that's not agencies are bringing me in as a consultant, <laughs> Bosper Gainer to help them with their clients. And so I'm unfortunate to get and work with a lot of different brands and a lot of exciting opportunities that people will hear about in the coming year as well. Yeah, it sounds like it's an embarrassment of riches from a, a brand slash advertising perspective. You can imagine a brand that was so low profile five years ago, and now it's the hottest thing since sliced bread. It must be incredible to see it firsthand. I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn. I suspect that you are now spending more time on LinkedIn since you launched a pickleball marketing newsletter to educate yeah. business leaders and brands about the sport. Talk to me about the whole idea of a newsletter on LinkedIn versus a standalone newsletter that you would send directly to people. And mm -hmm. what have you learned along the way from the newsletter? So LinkedIn's been very valuable. I actually talked with another podcast before that it's just, I can't stress enough like how I'll send up pro players to get on LinkedIn. Just the way that the platform works, it's really engaging. And as far as the newsletter, really it was just one morning. I was like, hey, I keep having people reaching out to me asking what is Major League Pickleball? What is PPA Tour? And at that time, that's when PPA Tour had actually brought in Mark Cuban and announced their Buy Pickleball League that then of course, as we know, two weeks later, <laughs> they just merged with Major League Pickleball and now they're as one. Um, the sport was just changing so quickly that people can't keep up with like, hey, what is this? So I just wanted to create one new source and the audience on LinkedIn are all these executives of brands. They're all listening. They're starting to pay attention to pickleball. Some are wanting to maybe invest or some are trying to learn how should their brand come into the sport. Some are maybe looking for new jobs and just really admire the sport. But um, overall, it's just been a very credible resource for me. And then I didn't even realize some people were listening and then they'll reach out and say, hey, you're the pickleball person, you need to meet this. So just from a networking community standpoint, as well as new business leads, I've got a lot of new projects just from the platform because people are reading my pickleball marketing newsletter and it's helping them. I send it once a week and just general knowledge as to marketing insights. Here's what's happening in sport. Here's some tips as to an event that you can be a part of in the coming months or here's just why the sport's up on social, how you can do with your corporate networking events or team building. Really the sport, there's just this kind of the best neck networking tool. People were originally going to like golf or, you know, it's like bringing their clients out for like a golf outing. But now the best place to bring your clients um, for networking and kind of a new business opportunities is to get on the pickleball court. We were at the Players Championship this past weekend. And again, pickleball just sparked up all these conversations and these introductions. And then People follow up afterwards that hopefully come to these like bigger business opportunities for me in the months ahead. But overall, my pickleball marketing newsletter, it's just a great informational. Go to my Laura Gaynor LinkedIn profile. You can subscribe to the newsletter. Comes to your inbox once a week and people comment and engage on it. And it's just, yeah, been very beneficial for me to meet new people. I'm curious from your own branding perspective, you've got a presence on LinkedIn. Do you use other social media platforms, a blog, uh, Facebook, Instagram? Uh, yeah. Anything else that you use to drive the brand and publicize the brand? 
really all over all all of the above um you know because i have this kind of unique and again it will evolve i've just been excited to try new things and um being kind of a leader in the pickleball marketing space but uh so i have my agency Bosper gainer that you know we talked about launching that in 2019 where now i've been having opportunities to work with brands help them with marketing and on my one anniversary of that agency i made it a niche of pickleball marketing and of course, I kept continuing to work with USA Pickleball as a client, real deal pickleball clubs, me, I'm helping them with their marketing. So I have the agency side. And then since I was playing and living in it, traveling and <laughs> planning these girls weekends where we actually had tournament getaways. And then, of course, experience a city that we're traveling to. That's when I got inspired to create that Pickleball on the Sun brand a little over a year ago. And just like everything else, it's evolving. I'm figuring out what I want to do with it. It's just wide open, which is incredibly exciting. Um, so both two of my brands, I'm on all the social <laughs> platforms and uh, sharing a lot of content, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter's each tool kind of has its own unique, as you know, unique audience and different ways as to how to utilize them to connect, see what's going on in the pickleball space. I'm just always listening, always searching Google alerts and everything. Kind of really, it's changing so much. I just want to make sure that I'm keeping up with everything that's happening in the space. Yeah, provide some more details about Pickleball in the Sun. What was your inspiration for creating it? How have you managed that balancing act between having Vosper Gainer and having yeah. another brand, which could take off depending on what you want to do with it? You've got a two-headed beast right now. Talk about Pickleball in the Sun and and what is the mandate and what are you looking to do with it? Yeah, so I watched a little over a year ago. As I said, we were actually uh, here at our local courts. I was training with our friends, partner, my pickleball partner, Mia. And we were booking pickleball getaway weekends where we would go from Friday to Sunday. Seattle Resort Resorts would add pickleball courts. You get to play fun social when you're visiting your city. And then, of course, participate in the tournament. And as I was doing that more and more, I was like, gosh, I really, my background, again, has always been like running clubs and events. So I just really wanted a fun logo on our shirts. I had an advertising friend create the Pickleball Sun brand. And this evolved from there, went from us having shirts for a tournament to, hey, I want to feature Pickleball Destination. So I was writing for Pickleball Magazine and featuring premier Pickleball Destinations. Letting people know, like, hey, go stay in the GW Marriott and Desert Ridge because you can play Pickleball and then, of course, experience the Phoenix area. So it's grown into like now being the source for pickleball destinations that has announced a new partnership with the Pickleplay app because as we build, I mean, it takes time to add this content to your website. Like what are some partners that I can bring in to make it stronger? And Pickleplay, of course, is one of those to where Blake Renat, the founder, has created this app to where you can search when you're traveling and type in your zip code. Oh yeah, here's all the local courses to where you can play. And then just this past week, we announced uh, the Omni Neely Island Resort is our first premier pickleball in the sun destination powered by Pickleplay, which gives opportunities for resorts to let people know about, hey, we have pickleball courts because resorts are adding them, knowing that people are choosing their destination. If they don't have pickleball, they're not choosing, (laughs) you know, their resort for. um, So we're hoping to be that brand, those two brands that help people as they're traveling. Go to pickleballinthesun.com, find where our premier Pickleball destinations are utilize the Pickleplay app to find easily where they are. If you're choosing to go stay in Phoenix, you know, where are those resorts that we can stay at, play? So and then resorts, of course, to reach out to us because we'd love to feature them and let the people know because we're now more and more building courts. So let us know like, hey, ever opening Pickleball courts this summer, make sure you choose, you know, our resort for your next winter vacation. So here's the toughest question I'm going to ask you during the interview <laughs> is, you know, over the last four years, I imagine that you've had some pretty amazing pickleball events or stories that you've been involved in. Can you pick something out of all those potential stories that's a highlight, something that's memorable that you'd said, this is something that if I look back 10 years from now or 15 years, that story or that event will always stick out? 
Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I just got back from Los Angeles. I was out there to help Junta and Raphael, which I never would have thought. I remember sitting in my house like four years ago, watching her show on Netflix, uh, Grace and Frankie, and living this life of like two ladies living in a beach house. I was like, oh, I love to live that way. And Junta and Raphael announced she was creating a pickleball event. So I reached out and said, hey, I would love to help you bring in sponsors. And so again, just kind of reaching out, asking for those opportunities and I ended up going out to LA, bringing in some sponsors for June's event, and now well connected with her and her friends. That's what they're planning more events down the road. And I just had to pinch myself when I was out there in LA and just her asking me for my advice, like, hey, what should we do for this event? Be running around for her at that event when I admired her. And I think she's just a hilarious comedian and actress. And then now to, again, just that community where we're so close to these celebrities through Pegaball because it's just such a like-minded activity that, um, yeah. Definitely that June event was the top. And then, of course, getting a chance to interview Marin Morris for a Pickleball Magazine cover story as well. I just found myself in these incredible opportunities that I feel very fortunate for. Well, Pickleball has been very, very good to you over the last four years. And <laughs> that, that is the most interesting thing about it. It's almost like Pickleball is just scratching the surface in terms oh, of, yeah. of where it's going. If people are interested in learning more about you, Bosper Gainer, Pickleball in the Sun, all the different things that you're involved in, yep. where do they go? Where do they go? Where do they find out more about you and, and how they could get involved with Pickleball? Yeah, so for one, to connect with me on LinkedIn, and I like that platform, especially connect with other marketing professionals, Laura Gaynor on LinkedIn, and then my website's bossbergainer.com, pickleballandsun.com, and whether you want some help with your marketing efforts, I'm happy to be a consultant mm-hmm. and to help guide everybody within the sport, understand the sport better, and then of course, travel destinations. We'd love to play Pickleball in the Sun <laughs> uh, with everybody, and then feature resorts and brands within this unique partnership with the Pickle Play app. Thanks for all the great insight. After talking about pickleball during my positioning workshops, it's finally great to talk to the, the source of all the inspiration for what pickleball has become. And I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Marketing Spark. If you enjoyed the conversation, leave a review, subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app, and share via social media. And to learn more about how I work with B2B SaaS companies as a fractional CMO, strategic advisor, and positioning and messaging consultant, email mark at markevans.ca or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll talk to you soon.